Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris, and welcome once again to my series of mini episodes covering New Japan Pro Wrestling's New Japan Cup 2018. This is episode 7, so of course, if you've missed any of the episodes so far leading up to now, you can go to cnjradio.com for the home of the Wrestling House Show and find all of the episodes that you have missed. And you'll want to catch up because this is a single elimination tournament, the first of the major tournaments that New Japan puts on every single year. And the winner of this 16-man tournament will get a shot at one of the singles titles, including the IWGP heavyweight title, the IWGP Intercontinental title, or the Never Openweight title. It is a title shot of their choosing, which they will receive in the first week of April. But as I said, this is night seven. It is the beginning of the semifinals, and a little bit different than some of the previous shows from New Japan lately over the past few weeks. They do start with all the tag team matches leading up to the main event, but this time, instead of two tournament matches, there is only one tournament match. So we get to see one half of the semifinals. We'll get to see the first man to progress to the finals of the New Japan Cup. And that main event tonight will be Juice Robinson versus the ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi. But before we get to all of that, I need to tell you the stats for tonight's show. So tonight on the Wrestling House Show mini-episode, I will be talking about the New Japan Pro Wrestling event that took place on March 16th, 2018, at 6.30 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. The event took place once again in Tokyo, Japan, at Karakuen Hall, in front of 1,716 people. And once again, Kevin Kelly was providing English commentary, along with David Finley, for matches 4 through 7. He joined the table after his match and was doing guest commentary for the rest of the night. First match up on the night, match 1, tag team match, 2 on 2, it was the Young Lions Tetsuhiro Yagi and Tomoyuki Oka versus members of the Bullet Club, Yujiro Takahashi and one of the never openweight six-man tag team champions, Tongaloa. And I liked the match. It was enjoyable to watch, but it was pretty much completely dominated by Bullet Club, which it's, it's not surprising since it was two main roster guys versus two Young Lions. But usually in these Young Lions matches, we do see... The Young Lions get some sort of offense, but neither Yagi nor Oka really got anything in the match. I would think that Oka maybe would have got something maybe on like Takahashi or Tangaloa, who I've mentioned recently has been getting beat up in a lot of these matches or a lot of the regular tag team matches. But no, <laughs> Oka and Yagi got pretty much nothing in this one. And it ended up Yujiro Takahashi pinned Tomoyuki Oka after his kneeling DDT, which he calls Pimp Juice. So it was fine, but kind of unremarkable. So I'll just move on to the next match. It was a six-man tag team match. The Suzuki Goon team of Tai Chi, Davy Boy Smith Jr., and Lance Archer versus the Young Lion Shota Umino and two main roster guys, David Finley and Michael Elgin. And once again, Lance Archer strikes with his shenanigans around ringside. He was doing the whole thing where he spits on everyone, and there was a little kid, like a baby, like not like the kid who he spit in his hat a few shows ago. This was a a tiny child, probably like three, four years old maybe, and he was sitting at ringside with presumably his father. He was sitting in, in his father's lap, and this kid did not like Lance Archer one bit. <laughs> when he saw Lance Archer... This kid was screaming, and so Lance Archer, being Lance Archer, 
went over there and stared down the kid and yelled at the kid and put his hands on the barricade and got his face close to the kid. And the kid was just screaming at the top of his lungs. It was kind of funny, but kind of sad at the same time. And that was something that would be revisited (laughs) by Lance Archer, of course, as the match progressed and after the match. But the match itself was okay. It was it was fine. It was one of those matches where the good guys got one tag each, I believe. It started off with David Finley, I think, pretty much getting destroyed. He got beat up by Suzuki Goon. There was a brawl, of course, which kind of led to that beating that Finley was taking in the ring. Michael Elgin got tagged in a little bit later, and he started to swing the momentum back to his team's side, and then Shota Umino got the last tag in for his team, and he, being the young lion, didn't work out so well. He got pinned by Taichi after a thrust kick. So, not too surprising that Suzuki-gun would win the match, especially since one of the young lions was on the other team, but it was it was fine. It was It was a decent match. But again, not really anything that I would go out of my way to watch. But then, on to match number three. It was the Chaos team of Toru Yano and Tomohiro Ishii versus Toa Hanare and Togi Makabe. And as with a lot of Hanare's matches that I've noticed, he got in Ishii's face. He picks out the biggest guy on the other team, and he kind of stares him down like he's going he's gonna to challenge the biggest guy on the other team. And Ishii wasn't really having much of it, kind of like Goto in a way. He was not impressed, to say the least. And I believe it started with Ishii and Hanare in the match. And Ishii pretty much controlled Hanare. After beating him up for a while, Ishii threw Hanare into his own corner to have him tag Togi Makabe. And then Makabe and Yano came in, and they they fought for a little while. And it was fine. There was a little bit of comedy, of course, because it was Yano. He was doing his usual stuff. But really, the main thing in this match was Hanare and Ishii. And as the match went along, Hanare did get some more offense. He He got some decent offense on Ishii. And I think this was probably my favorite Toa Hanare match that I've seen so far. He was kind of the star of this one. And he didn't win. He got pinned after a brain buster from Tomohiro Ishii. But it was it was good for him, and it was a good step forward. And I've said before, I feel like I've been a little hard on Toa Hanare, just because I have said I don't really care much about him or care for him. And I think in this one, he he showed some some good stuff. But moving right along, we have a, another tag team match. It is the team of Bullet Club members Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale teaming up with Kota Ibushi versus the Chaos team of Chucky e. T. Yoshihashi and the never openweight champion Hiroki Goto. And I like this. There were some good matchups in this one. Chucky e. T and Kota Ibushi fought each other for a while, which I really liked. Chase Owens fought Goto for a while, which I really liked. Chase Owens got a lot of offense, and towards the end of the match, he was he almost got Goto in his package pile driver. So I think the dynamic between these two teams was really good. There was a lot of back and forth, and it was fought pretty evenly. And yeah, I like this one. It was a good back and forth kind of match, and I think the build up to the finish was good. The finish did involve Goto and Owens. Goto got the pin on Owens after the GTR. So even though Owens did look really good, he was beaten by the never open weight champ, which there's no shame in that. It was a good match for Owens, and yeah, I liked it. It was not bad. But moving on to match number five of the night, it was the Suzuki Goon team of Takashi Izuka and the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Minoru Suzuki versus Gato and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada. And this was really good. I like this match quite a bit. This was, 
I think it might have been the best tag team match of the night. Uh, the next match was really good too, but up to this point, it was definitely the best tag team match of the night. Suzuki and Okada was definitely the main draw here, and it seemed like they paired off, and then Izuka and Gato paid off. There was a little bit of crossing between those two matchups, but mostly that was how these two teams were paired off. So we have this really good battle between the two top champs in the company, and then you tag in Gato and Izuka, and they bring the comedy. Izuka pretty much just bit people this entire match, and he was in there mostly with Gato, so he bit Gato's head a lot. He bit his foot. He bit anything that he could get his face near. He would bite that. And that's pretty much his arsenal. And Gato was doing what he could to avoid that. And he was he was highly entertaining in this match. Izuka has this thing where he always brings out a rope and chokes someone. So he was choking Gato. And then the referee got on to Izuka for it. So Gato picked up the rope himself and started choking Izuka. So it was a match where we had really serious stuff for a while. And then we got a comedy break. And then some more really serious stuff, and then another comedy break. And it worked really, really, really well. I like this match quite a lot. I would suggest checking this match out. If you're going to watch this show, and you don't have a ton of time, I would start watching from match number five, because it is definitely worth watching, in my opinion. In the end, Minoru Suzuki got the victory over Gato. He pinned Gato after a gotch pile driver. And then after the match, Suzuki, similar to what he did with, I believe it was Naito the other night, where he kind of put his belt down on the mat and was inviting Naito to get back into the ring, he kind of called out Okada, either challenging him for his title or challenging Okada to challenge Suzuki for his title or both. He just wanted to fight. I like that. I like the tease. There's been a lot of teases, especially from Suzuki, because he just wants to fight everyone, and he wants to hurt everyone. And I would like to see all of these matches that he is, is has been teasing over these past few shows. And then match number six was also really good, and I would suggest watching this one as well. It was the Suzuki Goon team of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, teaming up with Takamichi Noku and Zack Sabre Jr. versus the Los Ingobernables de Japón team of Hiromu Takahashi, Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, and Sonata. And I think it's interesting to note that it was something that Kevin Kelly pointed out too, that the team came out to Sonata's music and not to Naito's music. I noticed on the previous show that Naito said something to the referee as LIJ was getting into the ring for their tag team match, and Sonata was announced last in that match, and he was announced last in this one too. The biggest guy on the team or the most prominent man on the team is usually announced last when they're doing the ring announcements. And again, Naito deferred to Sonata, because Sonata is still in the New Japan Cup, and Sonata is rising up to the top of the ranks in New Japan. I thought that was really cool. I like that Naito did that. He didn't have to do it, but he did it. So it was, it was pretty cool to see. And this match was really good. There were a couple simultaneous plot lines going on in this one. Sonata and Zack Sabre Jr. are going to compete in a semifinal match on the next show, and they fought a lot in this one. And it showed, of course, Saber's technical skill. And it showed that Sonata has been studying and preparing for Zack Saber Jr. Because he was had a lot of counters and he was going for a lot of technical moves of his own. I don't know if it's a great idea for Sonata to try to wrestle a Saber match. But he has to defend himself from Saber. And so I thought it, this match did a really good job of showing that he can. He can defend himself. He still gets caught, but he can defend himself in a lot of different ways and maybe surprise Saber in some ways. 
because I kind of feel like Saber is the favorite going into that. I mean, I may be wrong saying that, but the matches that they've had just in this tournament, just judging from those matches, I feel like Saber is on more of a roll than Sonata is. But then the other plotline going on in this is the junior heavyweight tag team champion situation, because El Desperado and Kanemaru have the titles, Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi want the titles, and so they had their own thing kind of going on too. So both of these plot lines were coinciding in this match, and it made it, it made it really interesting, and it made it really good. I think it helped build tension in the match, and Bushi did end up getting the victory. He pinned Takamichinoku after an MX from Hiromu Takahashi's shoulders, which I believe Kevin Kelly said they call it Insurgentes. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that exactly correctly, but I believe that's what Kevin Kelly said. And yeah, this was a really good match. Definitely recommend this one. And it was also interesting because after the match, Takahashi and Bushi brawled with Desperado and Kanamaru. They were, those four men were left in the ring. They started fighting. And after, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds or so, Sho and Yo from Roppongi 3K run into the ring. And they start fighting everyone. And Roppongi 3K actually clears the ring. So we now have this kind of three-way feud going on, all for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles, which I'm super okay with. Can't wait to see that when it happens. It's got to happen now. But then that leads up to the main event of the night. Only seven matches on this show, and match number seven of the night is the first of two semifinal matches. Second one will take place on the next show, but this one is Juice Robinson versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I think this was a, I would say it was a great match. There was a lot of build-up to it. It was a little methodical starting off, but I think it started off really well. In the last show, I talked about the tension between Robinson and Tanahashi in that tag team match. At the start of this match, Robinson put out his hand for Tanahashi to shake, and Tanahashi refused. He was like, no, I'm not shaking your hand. And that kind of set the tone for the match. Tanahashi wasn't necessarily dirty, but he wasn't acting like the mentor that he's been for Juice Robinson. He was going hard after Juice's knee and really working him over and not breaking necessarily right away when he got to the ropes. At one point, he even put his finger up to his lips like, shh, Ad Red Shizuno, the referee, is like, no, be quiet. Like, I know what I'm doing when he was being kind of horrible to Juice Robinson. And I think that helped to fire Juice up in a way. It was a way to get Juice to break out of that friendly fight mentality that he, he seemed to have going into this one. And he seems to have a lot of the time. The point for Juice was after his knee had already been worked over a lot, he was being slowed down quite a bit. He had Tanahashi out on the floor and Tanahashi was sitting, he had been run into the barricade. And so Tanahashi was sitting down on the floor, leaning up against the barricade in front of the crowd and Robinson ran and dove and hit his cannonball, his front flip cannonball, onto Tanahashi into the barricade. And I think that was the turning point in the match for Juice Robinson, for sure. And I'd said before that I didn't think that Juice Robinson would really make it out of the semifinals. And he didn't. He got pinned after a high fly flow from Hiroshi Tanahashi, after a, a pair of them, actually. But there were some really close near falls. And there was one in particular where it seemed like three. It was one of those things where the referee falls down to the mat and it sounds like he's counting one but he isn't and then he counts two and it sounds like three but it's not and it, it wasn't I watched it again 
and it wasn't three, but it was super close, and it had me thinking that Juice actually beat Tanahashi for a second. And it was kind of interesting in the crowd, too. You could hear the crowd chanting for Juice after a while, and that's what Tanahashi's actions produced. After He was going so hard after Juice, it was letting Juice be this underdog and this come-from-behind mentality, and the crowd was behind Robinson in that. And then Robinson made the mistake of going for Tanahashi's moves. He went for a high-fly flow, and he hit it, And when Tanahashi kicked out of that, that's when the crowd turned back to Tanahashi in full force. And Tanahashi kind of controlled the match. That was really close to the end. Tanahashi kind of controlled the match from then on. And Tanahashi did win. Tanahashi is going to the finals of the New Japan Cup 2018 to face either Sanada or Zack Sabre Jr. But we'll find out on the next mini episode of the Wrestling House Show which of those two men he will face. And I hope you join me, which you can, on cnjradio.com the home of the Wrestling House Show, as well as the home of the CNJ Radio Network of Podcasts, Joey's Rock Strikes 10, the show always guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less. Randy Brown's The Synaptic, a true alternative, and of course my last theater on the left, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Go to cnjradio.com for all of that, and find links to our Facebook and Twitter so you can get in contact with us. That is the quickest and easiest way. But for now, I'm going to go catch up on night eight of the New Japan Cup, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Mm